to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Today I am talking to you about a hot topic or perhaps just a common topic, imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt the feelings of imposter syndrome or have you ever felt crippled by imposter syndrome, stuck, unable to move forward or take action? Has it impacted on how you show up? Has it impacted on the positions you've applied for, the steps you've taken in your business? Has it impacted on how you show up um, in your visibility, in your marketing, in how you work towards sharing the work you want to do in the world with the humans you want to do it with? If you answered yes to any of those, please know that you are not alone. Imposter syndrome is insidious. It is all around us. And something I want to talk about to you today or support you to reframe is that imposter syndrome is not a quote unquote you problem. Imposter syndrome is a cultural, a common cultural occurrence for humans who hold under-resourced and dominated um, uh, identities. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word for a sec there. So let's dive into imposter syndrome. So first, let's get really clear on the definition. Well, it's pretty clear. Imposter syndrome is having basically having doubt in your abilities, even despite evidence to the contrary. Imposter syndrome is also defined as like a collection of feelings of inadequacy. So imposter syndrome can show up in different ways. Um, And it basically is a feeling of not being good enough. And the first thing that I think is super important to clarify about imposter syndrome is that it is not a you problem. You and me and anyone who holds a marginalised, an under-resourced, a dominated um, identity has been socially and culturally programmed to feel like an imposter. You have been socially and culturally programmed to doubt your abilities, to feel inadequate because the spaces that you move through, the water that we swim in, does exactly that. I mean, the whole our whole culture is built on making anyone who's, let's face it, not a white man, <laughs> feel left out, feel inadequate, feel like they're not good enough. That is the cultural programming that we are all subjected to. Imposter syndrome is not a you problem. Imposter syndrome is a social and culturally curated programming you have internalized on purpose. 
not you haven't done on purpose, that has purposely been presented for you to internalize so that when you show up in spaces, you don't feel good enough. So that when you go for that job, when you think about um, building your business or putting, um, showing your face or um, putting yourself out there or being more visible, you doubt yourself, you question yourself. Why is that? So that you don't do those things so that you don't continue to move towards ways of being, of showing up in your full humanness. Because our current culture and all of that programming is built to dehumanise anyone who does not fit what Audre Lorde coins the mythical norm. Basically, straight white men. <laughs> um, and if you are not one of those, then you are made to feel that way. And so that is the starting point. And I really think that's really important. And I'll link in the show notes to an article uh, that I read earlier this year um, around um, imposter syndrome and those cultural and social um, roots of it. And I'd really recommend checking that out if this concept or thought or idea is either new or kind of like, oh, resonating for you, but you want to dig a bit more. I'll link that article in the show notes so that you can check it out. So when we are thinking about these things, I mean, and we think about that, like who benefits? And um, I've worked a lot with Kelly Deals, who's a feminist copywriter and um, marketer. And she talks about using two questions to help us toggle out or to help us get a bigger picture view. So because obviously when we're in imposter syndrome, feelings of imposter syndrome inadequacy, we really narrow down and we're thinking about us and we're blaming ourselves and we're feeling guilt and shame and not good enoughness um, and we're really narrowing in. And one of the tools that she encourages is to stand back, to zoom out and think who benefits. And also who gets off the hook. So who benefits when you suffer from imposter syndrome or when you are stuck in that imposter syndrome and you don't take action because of it? Who benefits? It's definitely not you. And it's definitely not the humans that will benefit and be supported by the work that you have to put in the world. And who gets off the hook? Um, the, you know, people who hold power in our current system. So it is good to look at that to look at that bigger picture um view um who gets off the hook if you blame yourself um the people who you know the the cultural and social norms get off the hook so we don't start questioning that we don't look at the systems in place so when we blame ourselves as individuals for systems and for cultural and social based problems if you want to call them that or programming or however you want to um, term them when we blame ourselves for that then they get off the hook there's no need for the system to change if we're all walking around blaming ourselves for feeling this way because we don't look to the system and so when we start toggling out um, as kelly deal suggests or when we start thinking about that bigger picture view or we start looking at it not as an us problem not as a you problem then you start to ask those questions like well, what's going on here and it actually gives us a toehold into challenging it because when you start thinking hold on a second this isn't me this has actually been a planned um planned brainwashing a planned attack on my own confidence and um belief in my ability then it's a lot easier to challenge it's a lot easier to start questioning when it's not just a build your confidence build your self-esteem change those mindsets when you start thinking holy bajoli mate this is like a systemized cultural and social programming that has led to a whole swathes of our population not feeling good enough 
for a reason, so that they don't step into their power, so that they don't, um, well, not step into their power, we all, we all still have our power inside, our, like, you know, we have our power accessible, so that we don't make steps, take steps towards making a better world for us and the other humans that we wish to support and all the humans here and who benefits from that and who gets off the hook well it sure as shit ain't us so what can we do knowing that what can we do because i think it's really important to look and analyze and to look at the social and cultural roots of some of these issues and i think it's super important that we keep going it's not for me and the way that I look at it, and, and you are, of course, welcome to your own way of looking at it in your own values-based frame of reference. But for me, it's about looking at it and then going, now what? What do we do now? How do we go forward from that versus using that as a, you know, like my hands are tied, there's nothing I can do, this is just how the way the world works. Um, I'm here to challenge the status quo, and I think that we can do that. And so knowing that, knowing that this is a social and cultural plan, that it's not an us, it's not a you problem. Now what? Where to from here? If it's not a you problem, what does that change for you? If you were to reframe it and instead of thinking of feelings of imposter syndrome, of not being good enough feelings, actually having any basis in reality, of any basis in any not good enoughness in you, and actually think of it that it's not that, that it's just that cultural and social programming kicking in, um, what then? How would that change how you show up if you were thinking of it in that way? And I think there's some real benefits for us as individuals, but also culturally and socially around that reprogramming when we can challenge these ideas that we have or these feelings that we have about imposter syndrome. And if you're a non-diet dietitian or somebody who works with other humans around helping them and supporting them around feelings, feelings, um, you are not your feelings. So I think if we go back to that original definition of a collection of feelings of inadequacy, it's not facts. It's not actually being inadequate it's feelings of inadequacy it's similarly how the clients we work with feel around their relationship to food and feel around their bodies it's not facts they're not facts and how do you work with those humans to support them to challenge those feelings or to sit with those feelings and just to notice them but to reflect that they are not their feelings and i would like to suggest or invite that you can use those same strategies and questioning with yourself. You are not your feelings. You are not an imposter. You may have feelings of inadequacy, but that does not mean they are real. Feelings are not real. Feelings are just feelings. And they can be challenged. I mean, we can sit with them, but the, I suppose it's not the feelings that can be challenged. It's the thoughts um, that are behind them or the story that comes after them. And that's probably the more important thing. Feelings come up how we feel. It's the story that we follow up with that often gets us carried away. So if you have feelings of inadequacy and then you follow up with a story of being inadequate or a culturally and socially programmed script, script perhaps, <laughs> that you have been fed, then it will lead you to feel inadequate, to, to act in a way, you know, to enact that. And therefore, if we can notice feelings but then challenge it, or if we can notice feelings and then not get caught up in the story, more importantly, challenge the story, sorry, not challenge the feelings. If we can not get caught up in the story that follows, the script that follows, and in fact, if we can rewrite that script and notice, oh, I'm feeling inadequate. Oh, 
I wonder who that benefits. I wonder who gets off the hook if I act into the story that normally comes after this. And we can start challenging there. We can create a new script for ourselves. We can rewrite the script that comes after the feelings. We can rewrite it as not an us, not a you problem. You can rewrite it as a noticing, a noticing of that cultural programming. Similarly, again, how you support humans that you work with around their body and their relationship to food when they come up with those ideas about not feeling worthy, not feeling enough and needing to shrink their body or change themselves, not feeling lovable, not feeling valuable. I'm sure that you work with them around challenging the stories or the states or the actions that come after those feelings and the same things you can do for yourself. And it helps. Um, there's benefits. There's so many benefits and so many flow on. Of course, you as an individual then start challenging that and you get to think about how you show up and challenging that. And the more that we challenge it, and the more that we, instead of internalising this, the more we name it, the more we call it out as a cultural and social scripting, programming, the more we create space for other humans to recognise that. So the more people hear that, the less people take it on as a them problem, a you problem. The more people start thinking, well, that's actually how the culture, the system wants us to think about ourselves and wants us to believe so that we don't change the world, so that we don't go out and do things differently, so that we don't put our work out into the world that will change how people think about themselves, how people show up and how you show up. Um, and so there's a real opportunity to inspire action, to create change, to create spaces of questioning and challenging and thinking critically through this. But as a minimum, it's just an opportunity for us to think about our own. Like we, we can keep it at them at the micro, at the individual level, but we can look at those broader pictures as well. And then if we think about that, um, you know, as I said about who benefits and who gets off the hook, but the other thing that I sometimes think about, particularly for dietitians when I'm working with them around this and these things that stop them from putting out the work that they have, the, um, the messages and the the support and the space that they have for humans out there, like instead of putting that out in the world, like who misses out? The humans that you are here to support, the work that you want to put into the world, the business, your business that you have and your, yes, your tangible running a business, but also the business, the business you're, you're on this, you know, that, that you've got to do. Um, that is not put out in the world if you are stuck in this cultural and social programming. So who misses out when we, you know, when when that story follows those feelings and you act out in a way of belief around these thoughts and feelings of inadequacy versus being able to see and name them for what they truly are, which is a cultural and social programming, which is a script, which is a, you know, a way to keep women and marginalised humans, um, people who are neurodiverse, people who are gender diverse, humans who are different, people with difference, humans with difference, to keep humans with difference from showing their difference. Because the thing is, the more we show our difference, the more we act in ways that are congruent with ourselves, the more we challenge the system, the more we say, hey, you don't have to be that way, you don't have to act that way, you are still enough. And then we challenge that and we put that out in the world. And then other people see that and they go, huh, maybe I can do that. And that's how we see system changes. So the system is not built 
to support us. The system is built to support us itself. So the more we challenge it with things like this, the more we start changing the system. And so the first part of reframing or thinking about this imposter syndrome is that it's not a you problem. It's a cultural and social programming. And now what? What do we do then? Well, my invitation to you is to show up as yourself. Because imposter syndrome is a feeling of doubting your abilities or a collection of feelings of inadequacy. And here's the thing. You can't imposter yourself. And I've talked about this over on Instagram at Dietitian Values before, so if you follow along there, this concept won't be new. Imposter syndrome says you can't, you're not as good as, you know, we'll, we'll tell you scripts like you're not as good as you think you are, you, you don't belong here. But if we are showing up as ourselves, then imposter syndrome just doesn't wash <laughs> because who else can be you? You're the only one equipped for the job, right? So if we show up as ourselves, if we make a commitment to acting our values and show up as ourselves over and over again, then we can't, like, that script can no longer play out. There's no script because we're not trying to be the perfect dietitian anymore. We're not trying to be that cookie-cutter version of a dietitian. We're not trying to be the perfect whatever, insert the good, insert, you know, social role here, the good mother, the, the good dietitian, the good woman, the good wife, the good friend, the good citizen, the good, the perfect. We're just showing up as ourselves. We're trying to be the best us or actually I came across a thing, well, I've, I've read the whole concept and, and it's, I suppose it's clarified over a long, it wasn't just recently, but um rather than trying to be the best version of ourselves, trying to be the version of ourselves that exists underneath all of the bullshit, underneath all of the programming. And so showing up as ourselves is a way to challenge it because you can't imposter yourself. There's no way you can. Any feelings of inadequacy pop up when you are trying to be yourself, then the program, that social programming and social scripting is so much more evident because you are then, you can't, not be you like there's no one else that can be you you're not you're not an imposter if you're showing up as you i mean you're not an imposter anyway <laughs> of course but it's a nice well it's a way that we can challenge it and it's a way we can reframe it so if we start to shop as ourselves show up in our own values then we are that you know that there's no way to imposter that so that is the reframe I'd like to offer up to you around imposter syndrome. And I'd also like to add, I suppose, a caveat or an um, um, aware, no, awareness, is right. a caveat to that um, or just an acknowledgement is the word I'm looking for, an acknowledgement that it is not always safe nor comfortable to do so. And that's an important discernment. Um, sometimes we feel, sometimes it's good to challenge our comfort and to do things that are a little bit uncomfortable. Um, you only knew, you know you can know the difference and so yes absolutely for some people who hold some identities and in certain spaces it's not safe it's not safe to shop as yourself and I think it's knowing that and bringing our self-compassion around that allowing that to be what it is I think for those of us with privilege the more we show up for ourselves as ourselves the more we create spaces where showing up as ourselves showing up in our full humanness is the the status quo that that is what is that is common the more we create these spaces for uh, for humans who perhaps traditionally or historically have not found spaces that are safe we create spaces where perhaps 
other humans and humans who have traditionally not been able to find spaces for themselves to show up as themselves that they can start finding those and for me that is my big picture vision for the world is creating spaces where all humans can show up in their full humanity where we have a world where we can all just be ourselves and you can't imposter that so that is my invitation to you to think about imposter syndrome to recognize that it's a cultural and social programming and ask now what who benefits who gets off the hook and who misses out when you don't show up or when you don't take action or when you don't take action because you're stuck in um, those feelings of imposter syndrome or stuck in the story that follows that how can you challenge the story that follows it Um, how can you rewrite that script and how can you create spaces where you and other humans can show up as yourself or themselves how can we create that because i think that is the the way out of this is acknowledging accepting difference and creating spaces where it's celebrated um, versus the current, you know, status quo, which is where it's not, which is what leads to those feelings of not being good enough. Because if you don't look, act, think, or show up as um, expected as the norm, then you are, you know, then then it's program, you know, put on you that you're not enough in that space. However, if we create spaces where actually all that enough is in those spaces is to show up as yourself then imposter syndrome could become a moot point. So I'll leave you with that and know that in spaces in this space here, in this space that I've that that we're creating together, hopefully, um, over at Dajin Values on Instagram um, and through the work that I do, that that is what, you know, that's what we're working towards is spaces where we can all show up as ourselves where we um, recognise that imposter syndrome is a cultural social programming and we say bullshit to that and we say we've had enough and we go out and we be ourselves and we continue to create those spaces where other humans can be themselves too. So I'm going to leave you with that and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Is this helpful? Is it supportive? I know if you've been hanging around me, this is possibly not the first time you've heard this, but if it is the first time you've heard this, I'd love to hear how it lands. So pop over to at Dietitian Values and let me know and leave a comment on the podcast episode post or send me a DM over there as well if you prefer. And I will chat to you again soon. Until then, go out there and be you and um, kick imposter syndrome to the curb. Until then, I will um, chat to you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.